You know, I think 2020 has been a year of discovery for me. But when we were talking about songwriting, like being one dimensional in, in our thinking a lot of times can be where we create our own limitations. And I don't know, man, 2020 has been a year where I feel like God's just been reminding me that he is not a one dimensional God and neither are the things that he creates. Between the Grooves is hosted by James Curtis, music director and morning man in the greater Toronto area on Joy Radio, and Drew Brown, Juno-nominated singer-songwriter and worship leader. Both hope to share insights into Christian music, exploring ministry, message, and everything in between. You can connect with the show at faithstrongtoday.com slash between the grooves or via Twitter at Between Grooves. Now, here's James and Drew. This close. Oh, no. This close, Drew. We are this close to Christmas. I'm so excited. You don't sound excited. You know, in all seriousness, I'm, I'm doing my shtick. My, I'm angry. At oh, is that what shtick. that is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Is this a thing? Is it this is a, a shtick? It's, it's, like a, it's like a, you say something, I'm like, oh, it's so stupid. Not really. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to switch roles one day. Yeah? Yeah. Well, say something. Mm-mm. No, come on, say something. Mm-mm. I just want to say, oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the Grinch, like oh my god, like those those judges in the Muppet Show. It's like oh, yes. he, he saw. <laughs> get off the stage! <laughs> like, those guys are hilarious. <laughs> I, I would watch the Muppets just to see just them. Exactly. You know, that's hilarious. They were better than Kermit. Can I say? <laughs> Come on, every time they have the best lines. It's so right. good. Uh, sorry, where are we? Yes, Christmas, Christmas. Yes, yes. I've never been more excited for Christmas. I mean, since I was a kid, but like this year, I'm like, g- give me all the Christmas stuff. Yeah, I'm like the, the the opposite version of the Grinch. Give it all to me. I'm so ready. I'm so ready for the change of pace. And even though there's going to be restrictions, and you know, you may might not be able to see all of your family that right. you would normally see. Yeah, uh, I think that's going to force a lot of people just to uh, appreciate what they do have and enjoy themselves despite that that's right right and there's right. there's things you can do i mean obviously there's the facetime and and zoom calls and everything else you can do with extended family members but i'm i'm looking forward to the break and we're looking forward to seeing lots of movies like yes. we do every year anyways yes. um and just not having the worry of you know going out to shop or exactly or whatever else yeah so yeah. i'm looking forward to that break it's oh, gonna be nice bring on christmas yeah Anyways, um, I guess we should start this podcast. <laughs> oh, is that what we're doing here? Yes, I thought yes. We were talking about Christmas. And stuff. No, no, this is uh, this is not our Christmas episode yet. That is coming very, very shortly. Oh, I can't wait. This is going to be an amazing episode. Yes, but indeed. Again, we've promoted that previously. If you're not listening to our Christmas episode this year, you're lost. <laughs> really, really. Anyways, welcome to Between the Grooves. It's your weekly look at music, ministry, and everything in between with today's top Christian artists. We are into episode 175. Oh, wow. That deserves donuts or something. Something. Yeah. Got nothing. Sorry. Maybe one day. But mm. but I will say this. Okay. Today's episode features an awesome conversation with none other than Matthew West. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. We're going to be chatting about um, how he's adapted in the last few months, despite the COVID restrictions, you know, the fact he's not touring, 
nobody's touring. Yeah. Uh, we'll share some stories. We'll talk about uh, mentoring and giving back as well. Perfect. And it's something he's really gotten into. And I don't know if it's, you know, COVID related, uh, you know, or the fact that he's got more time on his hands, but certainly it's something to admire and something that all of us should be doing more That's and more right. of. That's right. So that is coming up in just a little bit. But before we get to it, we need to check in with the community court for it. What was that? No. Community corkboard. No. <laughs> I'm gonna keep going. Great. Commu- okay. Look, stop. <laughs> you haven't you haven't had a coffee, and you're man. You got lots of energy today. I, I, it's the Christmas spirit in me, man. Okay. <laughs> Black Santa. That's it. I'm back, yo. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't get that, folks, listen back on the previous yeah, Christmas yeah, episode, and right, you'll get it. Okay. That's right. <laughs> We have a a note from somebody on Apple Podcasts. Love listening to and learning from this podcast. Every episode contains extremely valuable nuggets for helping artists navigate the Christian music scene. Mm -hmm. That is so true. We have a lot of artists and musicians, people in the industry that listen to this podcast. And, uh, and, And quite frankly, that's a large part of our audience. And so we appreciate comments like that. The fact that, you know, it helps you. Uh, in your That's career, great. helps you in your ministry. That's what we want. Yeah, absolutely. That's what we want. That's so, great. Uh, feel free to leave comments uh, on your favorite podcast site as well as on social media at Between Grooves on Facebook and Twitter. You can also email us at Between the Grooves at FaithStrongToday.com. Wow, you sounded like so professional there. Did I? Yeah. Thanks. I like that. Very soothing, too. Very, you know, very soothing. You should do like one of those, I don't know, those. Was it ASMR? Is that what they're called? A what? Uh, it's like those, um, like, uh, like audio. Okay, I don't know what it stands for. Oh, like the audiobooks sort of thing. Yeah, but but it's always like now. Think oh, about, the motivational yeah, stuff. Think, oh, <laughs> think about something happy in your life. Right. Mm. You look good. You are so special. You smell good. You have this day. You own this day. This day is yours. Yeah, I could do that. Makes sense. Anyways, man. it's the start of the Advent season. It really is. And you know, uh, according to my chocolate Advent calendar, we are only three days away from Christmas. Oh my gosh, that just happened. <laughs> that's that's actually pretty. That's a pretty good joke. That's good. Oh, you like that? I, I really do. I really do. Isn't that what happens to everybody? Yeah. You know, you get these yeah. calendars. You open up the little doors. Mm, that was good. Yeah. I wonder good. what tomorrow tastes yeah, like. Exactly. Mm, yeah. 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 So. <laughs> yeah I, I love Advent. Um, I. I'm a huge fan of the church calendar, and Lent and Advent uh, are really big seasons for me, for many reasons. One of them because it's it's very rarely that you can express different seasons of your faith within the church, like whether it's going through a rough patch or like you can express joy and pain in Advent. Right. You can lament and celebrate in Advent. It's just one of these weird things as we sign up, as we wait for our Savior to come. Understanding that the world is not the way it should be, but also understanding that the hope is just around the corner. Light is just around the bend. So is that what Advent's all about? And and it forgive is. my ignorance, but I, I, I didn't I didn't grow up with the word Advent in my vocabulary. You mm-hmm. know, it was just not part of it. It was just like, you know, you've you've got your various seasons, you know, actual seasons, you know, fall, winter, spring, summer, that sort of thing. And then you've got your specific holidays like Easter. That's right. And Christmas. That's right. And Valentine's Day, you know, right, that sort of thing. Right. So Advent was not in my vocabulary. You're just, you know, you're leading up to Christmas. Yeah. 
And so is that what Advent is basically? It's the yeah. lead up to Christmas Eve, correct? Yeah, it's essentially it's it's almost like the that's it's the season as we knowing that Christmas is coming. It's a season that we celebrate or remember or mourn the fact that um, a Savior is coming, but right now we're still in a world of pain, um, and so we can begin to sort of add like more hope and joy and love and peace into our life as we move towards Christmas. Um, because before Jesus came, people were living in a world of tension, crying out, God, where's our Savior that you promised us, dude? Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like yeah. what, what's going on? And so we can actually live in that once again, knowing that this world is broken and needs like hope and peace and joy and all that stuff. And so it's great to celebrate that um, through candle lighting, through chocolate, through uh, liturgy or prayers, through music. And that's why there's so many like Christmas sad songs, if you will, like or songs that like, Oh, come, oh, come, Emmanuel is an Advent song. It's saying, show up, <laughs> please help us, you know, oh, come, Emmanuel, yeah. um, or come down long expected Jesus. Like these songs that feel like mournful. And you're like, why is this a Christmas song? Well, that's why. It's actually an Advent song leading towards Christmas. Right. And then we can celebrate even more so on Christmas Eve and Christmas morning, knowing that our Savior is here and he's doing the work. That's awesome. You should be a preacher. Yeah. Maybe one day. Maybe. When I grow up. You should be a music te- uh, music uh, pastor one day. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine that. Eh? Oh, yeah. No, you've already done that. No, no, no. <laughs> Never again. <laughs> well, <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Well, it is time to get into our conversation with Matthew West, singer, songwriter, musician, artist, uh, multiple Dove Award winner. I don't know what else we can say about this guy. Really nice it's guy. Really nice guy. Yeah. This is a person that we've wanted to chat with for a long, long time. time. We, we, you know, contacted the label years ago yeah. um, and he's just a really busy guy yeah. and things just kind of lined up finally, yeah. which is awesome. Yeah. So uh, let's get to it. We're going Between the Grooves with Matthew West. Exactly. I tell you what, uh, these are some crazy times for sure. But uh, I, I was looking at your uh, your podcast website, man. You guys are doing such a great job, man. This is awesome. Oh, thanks, dude. Thank you so much. We're having a lot of fun doing it. I'll, I gotta say. Well, you're three years. You're three years in. That makes you a veteran. Like, I mean, you guys are veterans at this, man. And that, but now you're making us sound old. <laughs> <laughs> People will do that with me and my music too. They're like. They're like, oh, you've been around a while. I'm like, hey, don't say it like that. It sounds weird. <laughs> that's but, right. That's right. I right. appreciate you guys uh, having me on today. How much time do you have, Matthew? Uh, I have, what is it, 10.02? I'm good. I've got somebody knocking on my studio door at 10.30, uh, a new artist. Have you heard of uh, Tasha Layton? She's a recording artist. I wouldn't call her a new artist. We've had her on the podcast before. Yeah, I guess she's not as new as I, I think of her as new because I hadn't heard of her until um, this song that she had out this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. new, new, okay. certainly yeah. new in the Christian realm. Although that's not to say that she wasn't a Christian before that. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> right? that's okay, that's okay. gotcha. Yeah, no, we had yeah. her on the podcast. Oh, what was it? Maybe eight or ten months ago. I'm so, guessing. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. I'll have to tell her. Uh, I'll have to tell her I got to talk to you guys. She's coming over to. To write with me today, uh, I guess she's finishing a record, so nice. Uh, so that should be fun. So I've got about twenty, good twenty minutes here at least. Okay, do you it. do a lot of uh, co-writing, I guess. I've seen your your uh, your credits on a lot of songs. I I love that. Yeah, my career actually started by 
way of um, writing songs behind the scenes for other artists. So I, I tried to get a record deal and I got, I got passed on for about three, a little over three years by every label that I auditioned for. But in that period of time, I got signed as a songwriter and discovered the world of like being what's called a staff songwriter and really just kind of fell in love with that part of the creative process, specifically the songwriting and song crafting, and then working with other artists and helping them craft and shape their, their message and their story. So, you know, now it's kind of like a best of both worlds situation where I, I eventually did get a record label to say yes to me. <laughs> um, but so I get to write songs for my records and, and then I get to turn around every day is a different day. Basically it's kind of a, it's kind of exciting that way, you know? It's a great foot in the door to get in the business. If you can't get signed by a label, but you're a good songwriter, get in as a, as a staff writer. And I've seen other people do that. I think it's brilliant. Yeah, I mean, you know, it wasn't like a strategic move on my part at all. It was just sort of a lot of the music industry stories uh, have a, a good dose of moments or chapters that feel like you sort of fell into something, you know, or... Um, and obviously we know that with God's in control, like there's no coincidence, but it sure feels like you're kind of falling or stumbling into success or opportunities. And a lot of times it's, it's a matter of like, you think you're headed in one direction and then something stops you along the way and you, you wind up on this little detour that winds up actually being the road you were supposed to be on all along. And so maybe that's not exclusive to music professions. Maybe that's all of our lives, but, <laughs> but yeah, writing songs. And I think really that when people say, well, what's advice you would give to a young artist? A lot of times, you know, I would encourage them to get serious about the craft of songwriting because I really believe that that's a key to longevity. You know, it's, it's one thing to be a one hit wonder and, you know, maybe have one moment, but a lot of artists will come and go because they may be, they were launched too soon before they really had the chance to figure out who they are creatively and what their story is and how to then communicate that through the songs that they write. And songwriting is not everybody's strength either, but I think giving yourself enough time to really work at that and develop that skill, because that's exactly what it is. It's not, you don't wake up one day and you're just an amazing songwriter. I mean, there may be a couple people in the world like that and you have a natural tilt or, or, you know, leaning in that direction. We all have different giftings, but even those giftings have to be worked on and developed to get stronger. And that's how I've always treated my songwriting. But perhaps if you're doing a co-write and you're not an established artist, maybe that's the way to get, um, you know, your song sung by someone who is an established artist. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, you know, at the time it was a bruise to my ego when like my first songs were being sung by other people because I just, that was never what I, you know, when I was dreaming of being a recording artist, it was never part of my dream that somebody was going to say, well, you're not good enough, but we'll take your song away and give it to somebody else. Like, so at the time I didn't really see that as the blessing that it was, but, but now I see it for what it is. It's like, man, this is, I was just thinking too one dimensionally, you know, like God had a plan to use my gift of songwriting in more ways than I could ever imagine. And so there's some nights where I, I just get a kick out of it. Like, We'll play a summer festival, you know, back when when we were what, allowed to what's play What's that? Shows. What, what's a summer festival? <laughs> I've forgotten. 
they used to have these things called concerts where, uh, <laughs> but, you know, some, some nights I'll be at a summer festival and I'm going on later in the evening, but I'll be on the bus and I'll hear one of the songs that I got to write with another artist being performed on that stage at different points of the day. And I just smile thinking like, Lord, this is not a surprise to you, is it? Like, so that's, that's pretty, pretty neat, you know? Plus I have a real passion for young artists who want to use their gifts for God and be a part of contemporary Christian music. It's a genre of music that I'm really passionate about. And so I love working with young artists and, uh, and encouraging them because I think it's a real commitment to make to say, you know what, I'm going to pass up different genres. I'm going to, I'm going to use my, my gifts to sing about Jesus. Like I really respect that and want to continue to cultivate that Christian music genre, because I think it's really important, especially in our world right now. Is that why you started Storyhouse Music? Yeah, it is. It is. I'm um, one of my best friends was the first person that really gave me an opportunity in Nashville. She was my publisher. She uh, she was always a champion of mine. Like spent her whole career championing other people. And at 50 years old, she lost a battle with cancer. And uh, I was at her memorial service, and everybody was paying tribute to her and. It was just, it was clear that this lady had spent her whole life championing others. And I got really convicted in the best way at that memorial service for my friend because I just felt like, man, you know, the life of a recording artist is you're just so tunnel vision and you can spend so much time just focusing on making your dream come true. And I just really felt like God was, was tugging at my heart to say, you know, Matthew, you've spent a whole lot of time pushing your own rock to the top of the hill, you know, but there's a whole lot of other people that I could use you to help champion as well. And so, I don't know, I, there's something about my, the way my friend lived her life that made me start to think about my life and say, well, who could I be a champion to, you know, and obviously it starts within the four walls of my own house. You know, my wife's been a champion for me my whole career, but how many times have I actually turned around and said, Hey, I want to I want to support you and your dreams. And, you know, I think that's really important for husbands and wives. And then of course my two daughters, but then beyond that, starting a music company that would give me sort of a platform where I could use my foundation as an artist to help serve as a launching pad for, for other like-minded artists who love Jesus and want to tell the world about Jesus. And, And that's really what my heartbeat is. So it's been fun to kind of pour into some other artists along the way as well. So is is the the framework of this company uh, signing artists to a label, or is it more of a you know just recording stuff or writing stuff with them? Well, it's it's a little bit of everything. Like we right now, and we're starting slow, but right now, like my company runs my day to day operations, and so like on any given day, it's funny because they they like more structure than I can give them because I'm all over the place. Like today I'm doing an interview with you guys and then a songwriting appointment. And then we're doing a video shoot this afternoon and, and uh, it's something for Christmas. So they got to go get Christmas decorations. And it's, they, they laugh because every day is just like a mixed bag of craziness. But um, so in addition to kind of running my day-to-day affairs, the goal is to just not like, aggressively seek out young artists but when when the lord shows us one artist here or there that that we're supposed to kind of help champion then we do whatever's necessary you know we help them 
book some concerts to get comfortable in front of a crowd. We help write some songs with them so they can start understanding how serious that part of the process is. And then ultimately, if that leads to a record deal coming out, that would be the goal, you know, a record, you know, putting out new music. So we've got a new artist named Leanna Crawford, who is just getting started. And and she's been kind of the first artist that our company has really championed. I kind of feel like there's not a, not enough female artists in Christian music. And Mm. I feel that way because I'm a dad of two daughters and it's been a real challenge to find like music that they love that is Christian music. And so that was one of the motivations behind uh, kind of finding this female artist that I really think could be that for for a whole crop of, of young girls who really need positive role models right now. We actually chatted with Leanna uh, Crawford uh, for Between the Grooves. It never aired. Yeah. Uh, and the reason why is we had a really bad cell uh, signal with her. That's right. And so we play, and it was earlier this year, and, and we thought, well, no big deal because we were going to see her at a summer festival. So we were actually going to chat with her face to face and record an episode there. And well, guess what? That never happened. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll have to, we'll have to reach schedule and uh i'll make sure that she has a better cell phone reception and that's why artists need a manager (laughs) there it is there it is but she she is phenomenal she's she's very talented she's a good kid and um you know she loves the lord and really feels like you know she felt called to ministry at the age of 16 on a missions trip and specifically felt called to be an influencer for for young women and uh and so a lot of the songs that we write together are are really with that mission and that purpose of just encouraging young young girls to to find their worth in in the God who made them and uh, you know I'm a dad of daughters right now so a lot of Leanna's songs really hit home for me you know just seeing how how mean girls can be to each other and uh, what a challenge it is to grow up in this world today so. So yeah, she's an awesome young artist, and she's got some music out right now. She's got an EP out, Leanna Crawford, if people want to check it out. But she's really talented. She she really is. She is. She is. Let's switch gears for a little bit. Um, you know, moving into uh, this amazing season we call COVID. Um, uh, uh, you started off doing a lot of like really cool online shows. I'm curious about like what you're up to there and why you uh, you chose to do that. I mean, a lot of musicians did that. They took to Facebook or to um, Twitch yeah. or other platforms to kind of do that kind of thing. Tell me about like the reasons behind what you why you did it, but also what you did. You know, I think 2020 has been a real year. It's been a year of discovery for me um, Mm. and for a lot of artists, I think. But, you know, I mentioned when we were talking about songwriting, like being one dimensional in in our thinking a lot of times can be where we create our own limitations. And I don't know, man, 2020 has been a year where I feel like God's just been reminding me that he is not a one dimensional God and neither are the things that he creates. And so, like in 2020, it's just been like, I don't know, like a, a different flow of creativity and inspiration and ideas and way to connect, ways to connect with people. And I think with live shows being taken away from artists like me and audiences, like maybe people who are listening to your show, maybe there's people out there who love to go to concerts. It's been taken away from us. And sometimes in the absence of something that really dominates your day-to-day life, as it does for me, you know, I had over 80 concerts canceled this year. So that I would say constitutes for something that was going to dominate my 2020. And in the absence of that, I had all this new time to 
uh, I could choose to worry and sulk and be depressed, or I could dig in and get creative and figure out new ways to continue to encourage people. Because at the end of the day, at the core of what a Christian music concert is, it's not entertainment. It's the goal of reaching a lost and hurting world and letting them know that there's hope for them. And so concert or no concert, I just decided early on that I was going to be on a mission to encourage people with or without a show. Hmm. And really, it wound up being such a special thing this year because, I mean, has there ever been a time where we needed encouragement more than in 2020? And so whether it was, uh, you know, live devotionals where we would, my dad is a pastor and we would go live. We still do once a week, but for about eight weeks, we went live every single morning just for a quick devotional time and prayer. And we get thousands of prayer requests every single day. People just fighting the fight of their lives, whether it's unemployment or COVID or depression as a result of all three, um, loneliness, whatever it might be. And so I I think it's just been my desire to continue to find ways to encourage people in the absence of concerts. And I got to tell you guys, one of the neatest and most amazing things that's happened is I have discovered that encouraging other people actually keeps me from being depressed and discouraged. Imagine that. Like when we take our eyes off of our own circumstance and stop focusing on, Oh man, I lost all these shows and I don't know how I'm going to, you know, pay for my band and all these other things and take care of everybody. Instead, by focusing on other people's needs, you know, I myself have been able to stay encouraged. And that's how the Lord works. You know, when, when we realize that the world is bigger than just us, uh, we start to realize that, uh, you know, maybe, maybe God, maybe I really do believe what I say that God is in control. So encouraging other people has been an encouragement to me. It was great to see the the acoustic sets that you did when you were doing your you know your live in home shows. Uh, great to see your wife and your daughters involved in that as well. I'm wondering, did you was it like pulling teeth with your daughters? Because because I've got I've got teenagers in my house, and if I want them to do anything, uh, it it's a struggle. <laughs> well, uh, then you probably know this as well. Money talks, my friend. Oh, <laughs> I see. I see. Okay, that well, explains it. Yeah, yeah. So when my daughters, now this started a while ago, but like normally uh, my daughter's summertime job, how cool is this? I mean, how many kids get to say that their summer job is going on a tour bus and touring around the country and I'll put them to work, you know, and uh, of course they, we wind up going to these state fairs and things like that. And they're supposed to be, you know, folding t-shirts or one of them's in charge of taking pictures for social media for me and uh, and then at the end of the day, I'm like, well, what did you do all day? And they're like, oh, we rode all the rides and had six corn dogs. You know? so, uh, so for some of these online things, I'll give them a little job to do and say, hey, you're in charge of this and I'll pay you this amount of money. So, yeah, money talks and getting the kids involved in those concerts. So but, good. you know, it's been fun, like sharing my family with audiences. I know a lot of artists are a little more um, – maybe a little more private. And there's times, obviously, I think you have to get a grip on how you approach social media and you can't live your entire life in front of a public platform. That That's a, a death sentence for, for any individual and, and really any family. It's just, you gotta have some authentic personal time that's not published for the whole world to see. But with that said, finding a healthy 
way to share your family with or share my family with my with the people that listen to my music i feel like it's really deepened the connection that i've been able to have with my fans and uh it's been really fun you know and part of that is because like i felt like hey there's a kid out there right now who's really struggling during covid maybe not able to go to school or see their friends so to be able to like sometimes have my daughters just share a little encouraging message or a mom out there who's just ripping her hair out and trying to figure out how to handle remote learning. My wife can encourage them in ways that I can't. And so we really feel like as a family that we are called to do this together. And that extends even to my mom and my dad who live with me and they're just, they love the Lord and they love encouraging people. And so it's been a real honor for the West family to kind of open up our doors in 2020 and, and share our lives with, with the world. It's been interesting to see the the forced creativity of artists uh, around the world mm. over the last you know eight months or so. Um, I've seen a lot of artists write books. You haven't written written a book yet, but you've done a podcast. I have, yeah, yeah, and uh, I'm I'm working on a book right now. Oh, there you go. Uh, there it is. Yeah, exactly. There it is. But uh, it, it's going to come out, I think, next year. Um, but yeah, I did. I launched a podcast in. It was something that I had planned for the last couple of years. I had been kind of brainstorming on if I did a podcast, what would it be and how would it look? And, you know, I sometimes like when I write songs, I'll rush into songs in a hurry, but then I'll let the song develop. And sometimes that can take time. And the podcast has been the same way. I, I dreamed up the idea in a hurry, but then kind of let the development of it take time. And lo and behold, 2020 came and I wound up just with this amount of time gifted back to me in a strange way and uh, really wound up feeling like, okay, you know, if there was ever a window where I could have the capacity to, to see this dream come to fruition, the time was now. A lot of times it's like I was talking about with touring, touring can be so exhausting for me that it's really tough to get, I've got a million ideas, but it's tough to get those ideas off the ground and or or out of the nest if you will and uh and so 2020 was a year for me to launch the podcast and i gotta tell you i've had i don't know what your experience has been like i'm anxious to learn from you guys as you you're a lot farther down the road but have you guys found that when you do these interviews maybe with the exception of talking to me but do you feel like you've learned a lot and like has it helped (laughs) your own personal growth because when i'm doing these interviews like I feel like my curiosity is stoked in a major way. And I'm like, I'm learning. I'm just, and, I've, and I'm excited to learn more. And God's just speaking to me through the guests that I'm having on. Every single conversation we have, I would say. Yeah. Every single one, there's something that we take away from it. And hopefully our listeners are as well. Every time we finish uh, a conversation with somebody, um, right before we shut off the mics, we've, you know, say killed the phone line and, and Drew and I just chatting. It's like, we're blown away. We're like, wow, didn't expect that every single time. <laughs> Isn't that so cool? I mean, I've, I've, I've absolutely loved doing this podcast for that reason. Just, uh, the guests that I'm having on and I'm going and reading their books, and it's just been a real enlightening experience for me. We we actually started, and Drew, you'll remember this. When we started doing this thing, uh, we would do uh, like a page and a half worth of 
questions that we wanted to ask an artist. And I, I hated those days. Because well, I did a lot of it and you're reading it saying, we got to talk about this. And, and, I, and you know, I'm just, a, I just like to be prepared. I like to be organized and yeah, stuff, yeah. right? And so, but what we found was that, you know, you know, a few minutes before the conversation, we obviously know about the artist or the producer or whoever we're talking, going to be speaking with. We already know about them. Mm-hmm. And we honestly don't know where the conversation is going to take us. We know there's certain things we'd like to chat about but and i've said this before on our show uh, these don't aren't say it. these aren't don't say it. i'm gonna say don't it. say it. he says it the, every episode these, every single episode no i don't but they're they're, they're not Dude. interviews oh god they're not it. interviews they're conversations and and if if people think they're interviews then you're then you're you're not getting what we what we intend with this whole thing so yeah, the, I I would agree to that. I I love your guys back and forth. That's hilarious. <laughs> well, no, yeah. it, it's true. We get I along mean, most I, of the time. I've done like all this research too when I'm having a guest on, and um, and I try to like keep it as a template for you know how so that there's you know maybe fewer lulls in the conversation. But you're right. totally right. Like the conversation should be allowed to go where it needs to go and um i love that so well that's there's no no secret that you guys are uh successful at it because you understand how 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 it should go and and how to encourage people through those conversations so but i'm loving it and i'm learning along the way and you know it's just another way to connect with people again back to that like reminder you know maybe anybody even listening to this just that reminder that hey you know your god is not one-dimensional and and he created you, which means that you're not one dimensional either. And so sometimes it's about getting the eraser out and uh, erasing those lines that you've drawn, those borders that you've created for yourself around how you think God might best use you. And I mean, you think about that. It's like what, you know, and maybe somebody else drew the lines for us. Right. You know, I mean, how many people try to put limitations on on what kind of value we might have to offer to this world. And I, I, I just think of 2020 as, as that giant eraser has been brought out and the borders are gone. And uh, it's, it's time to start thinking bigger and more importantly, believing that God has a bigger dream for each one of us. And doing things differently that because you're forced to, in yeah, a sense. That's right. But, but uh, certainly it's a learning curve for everybody, which is not a bad thing. Oh, not at all. I mean, growth is the key. I mean, there's, there's nowhere nowhere does it say that we're going to reach some final play, final place of development during our lives and then coast the rest of the way. You know, I mean, that's just if that's the key, I don't want to live a life like that. I want to continue growing. Who's to say that like my best year is 15 years from now? You know, I mean, who's to say that that's not the case? You know, I think a lot of times I did an interview on uh, one of my podcasts and I had Sean Johnson who won an Olympic gold medal in gymnastics when she was 16 years old. And then she went on to win, you know, uh, dancing with the stars and her husband was an NFL football player for six years, but his NFL career ended at like age 28. So here you've got these two incredibly successful people who have both reached like literally like the height of success in their fields at such a young age. And what that conversation wound up being about, and it had a profound impact on me is we started to talk about what is, what does your second act look like? Wow. Yeah. And, 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 it, and it really impacted me. I think about it often in my life too, because, you know, when it comes to being someone who makes music for a living, you know, 
you look over your shoulder and <laughs> there's a bunch of new talent coming up. Yeah. And, you know, music is one of those careers like sports where you don't really have a long shelf life. It's not like in the business world where, you know, I mean, look at the, you know, presidential candidates are in their 70s yeah. and heads of businesses are hitting their stride at, you know, in their 50s and stuff like that. But in music and sports and things like that, you can kind of feel like, well, when this is all done, am I going to be lost? Am I going to long for the glory days? And, you know, I just have made a conscious decision in my life to say, I believe the the glory days are still ahead of me, you know, and uh, it's kind of like raising our children. We always had people, you know, those people in your life, they're like, oh, two years old, that's the best age or newborn. Oh, that's the best phase. And they would always tell you what they thought was the best phase. But when I looked at my kids, I thought every phase was better than the last. Like it was just like, Oh man, I love this. I love this. And I kind of wonder if that's maybe the way God looks at us. Like, okay, you know, Matthew's singing days are done. I, I'm now I get to use him in this exciting way. I'm not speaking that prophetically. I hope that's <laughs> but, but you know, what if, what if we thought more along those lines that like, in other words, the best is not behind me. The best is yet to come. Mm, I like that. That was amazing. Yes. I like that. Yes. All of that. I like that. The second phase. Yeah. The next right. chapter. I love it. Uh, speaking of the next chapter, um, what does Christmas look like for you post, you know, well, it's, it's not really post COVID because we're still in it, but yeah. what does Christmas look like for you this year? Well, uh, I can be singing, I'll be home for Christmas. And we and we actually, all will, will be. Yeah. actually yeah. mean it, you know, because I will be home. And, um, you know, it's, I think it's going to be for, for me, on a on a on a professional level it's going to be quiet i'm going to be working on a new book i'm going to really be writing a lot of songs um and that's going to be kind of how my time will be spent throughout the holidays but uh, my wife and my daughters and i my parents live with me we'll be together for the holidays and i tell you you know the stories of loneliness that i hear about and that i've read and the people that i've prayed with who have been disconnected from their family because of COVID. I, it has given me a whole new appreciation for just being able to have my parents live with me. You know, I mean, there's moments where you're maybe, you, you know, it, when your parents live with you, it's like, ah, uh, there's some days where, uh, you know, a little more distance would be nice, <laughs> but I tell you what, this year has really just reminded me how, how thankful I should be just to be close to my mom and my dad and my wife and my daughter. So I know we're going to spend a lot of time together and I got a feeling that people are really ready for the holidays this year. Just, uh, I don't know. I'm praying for all the things that we sing about at Christmas time, peace on earth and joy and hope. And, you know, that's what I'm just praying that those will ring true in a louder way maybe than ever. So I'm actually really looking forward to the holidays. My daughter's already put up a Christmas tree in the house um, even before Halloween came and went. So wow. they got they got my wife to leave the house to run some errands and they, they put the tree up without her. And, uh, <laughs> she was super mad, but uh, they're, they're ready for Christmas and I am too. You know what? Same here. Normally, I'm the kind of guy that's kind of like easy on the Christmas stuff. We got to go easy on the season. Come on, chill out. Let's not sing songs, you know, the first you know week of December. Let's just relax. And I can't wait for Christmas. 
we've already started <laughs> doing the Christmas songs of the house. Like November first, boom, we were like already yeah. playing. The, like it, we were already there, and so we are. We're just so pumped up for the Christmas and all, all the things that it brings, and that's I think it's just because we just long for, like you said, like the hope and the joy and the peace that the season kind of like is all about. Like, yeah, I'm in, I'm in it. I am Black yeah. Santa. I'm ready to go. Let's do this thing. That's right. Let's do this thing. That's man. right. Drew is Black Santa. That's right. Every year. Here we go. Here we go. Wait, what did you say? <laughs> Drew, Drew's uh, Drew's hashtag, and don't you change your uh, Instagram and and, yeah, and Twitter and, name temporarily to yeah. Black Santa. That's right. Yeah, I, I got. The, I gotta see that. That's awesome. Okay, I got, I I got the beard. I'm growing the beard for it. I'm ready to go. I'm gonna get the hat. Oh, so it's gonna it's be not amazing. It's gonna be a fake beard. You're gonna grow it out. Oh, it's there, brother. It's there. He's already got the beard. He's it, just gonna it's, grow it out it's more. It's glorious, my friend. It's glorious. Oh, it's glorious. you've already got it. Okay, yeah. that's amazing. Saint Nick will be well, very wait, proud on of your me. Website. I don't think I saw a beard on the website. Oh no, that's an older picture. I think. Yeah. So I think okay, yeah. now it's now it's free flowing. It's it's beautiful. It's it's, it's okay, kind of I a COVID beard, beard, right? It is. Yeah. 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 On the website, it's like more, uh, you know, uh, like a goatee. I think probably. Trim. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's more trim. Yeah. 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 Trim. yeah. You're gonna have to well, change. That you know, up. literally yesterday, my house was filled with Christmas music. Yes. And my daughters were making sugar cookies. Oh, like it's. So good. I mean, I'll be right over. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you what, man, it's like already happening. So, and you know what? I love that my daughters are longing for that. Like, I don't know. Maybe that's just kind of an indication of what a hard year it's been for everybody. And uh, so I, I'm looking forward to the holidays and, you know, I think we, it's a good reminder for all of us just to be soaking it up and also be thinking of anybody in our lives who is, is alone. You know, I mean, I think, uh, it's way too easy just to shut the doors and, and focus inside the four walls of my house. And I'm, I'm talking to myself right now. It's just like, I think about that, you know, you want to take care of yours and your, your family, but man, there's going to be a lot of people who are really hurting this holiday season. And we've got to be, we've got to be actively seeking out ways that we can help those in need, whether it's food drives or, I mean, whatever. My team's getting together now, just kind of figuring out. Okay, what are what are what are needs in the Nashville area right now? My wife's actually like the champion of that in our family. Like, people will call and say, "Hey, thanks for what you did for such and such family," and I'm like, "I don't even know what you're talking about." And it's literally because my wife, like, just she's like this little sneaky, you know, good Samaritan. Like, just oh yeah we adopted this family or this or that so i love her heart for that and our family's really trying to be more mindful of that as we uh, head to the holidays i think i think our spouses are always better than us anyways generally speaking that is the truth come on right you should you should have spent those last 30 minutes talking to her i'm right a lot (laughs) that's right next time (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. you know uh when, when billy graham's wife passed away i read this article it actually um I wrote a song that has sort of a similar theme, but Billy Graham said this about his wife, Ruth. He said, you know, people always talk about me being this spiritual giant, but what they don't realize is that it's really my wife, Ruth. And and he said, she's the one in heaven right now with a great big mansion. I just hope she saves a little room in that mansion for me. That's That's awesome. That's nice. And I thought that is like, that's exactly how I feel about my wife, you know? So I'm thankful, thankful for her. Who are you uh, writing with again? It's, uh, is it Tasha? It's 
Tasha Layton. Yeah, yes. Tasha. So say hi to Tasha for us. Yes, please. And tell her we miss her. <laughs> this is um, James Curtis and Drew Brown from Between the Grooves podcast. And they said they had you on. How long ago was that? Uh, I'm guessing six to eight months, maybe. Yeah. Maybe earlier this year, I think. It was pre-COVID. And you guys were the reason that her song became a smash hit? Yes, we were. Absolutely. Yes, that's right. In Canada, anyways. Yeah, that's yeah. right. In Canada. <laughs> well, she says hello. Do you guys say hello? Hi, Hi, Tasha. <laughs> awesome. Thanks, Matthew. Right, Thanks, y'all. Have a good day. Yeah, you, too. you too. God man. bless. Take care. So, <laughs> what a fun guy to talk to. Yeah. Um, full of stories. He is a great storyteller. He's, you can tell he's a songwriter, is the way he speaks. Um, but I just love his heart just for people and for his family and for the, the scene, the music scene. How he just wants to give back and he wants to support and mentor. That was so key. That's a big thing of, a big part of my heart and sort of definitely resonated with me as he was telling his stories. And I loved how he was trying to just give. He's always trying to give, even during the COVID times that we're in, doing these online sessions, these, you know, sometimes these daily things he was doing with his dad, always looking for opportunities to give back, always looking for opportunities to inspire people, to to lift people up, to uh, let their hearts soar a bit. That is a beautiful thing. We need more of that in this world. And he mentioned about the fact that even with his own podcast, how he's learned so much. Yeah. I mean, this episode with Matthew West, I've learned so much. What'd you learn? I just, everything we've talked about. Everything we've talked about and also that giving back element. There it is. Where, you know, perhaps he didn't have the time to do that before. Right. Or now he does have the time or at least his mind has shifted a little to recognize that he needs to give time. There it is. And to sow into the, you know, the new generation like right. Leanna Crawford and, and others. Yeah. Right. Uh, so that's just so awesome to see. Yeah, so good. You can check out Matthew West at his website, MatthewWest.com. You can find the links to his music, events, and social media, and also to see what he's up to for Christmas. Nice, nice, nice. It is time for Artist Advice. Woohoo! And today, Robin Owen. Don't quit your day job. <laughs> Ooh, kidding. Yeah, yeah. Is that really? Yeah, that is really good. Can you, I, elab- can you elaborate on that? Don't just drop everything within it expectation that you're going to be this big star what is drawing you to be in this space well you compare that with a guy who's already quote unquote made it in the business like yeah, Matthew, Matthew West that's right. and then you've got a relatively new artist like Robin Owen just giving you some great great wisdom or you could just act like you're a big artist and just assume that and, just, oh, you know and I've known people like that have you for really? Right yeah, I, I know. I, I remember years ago, there was this one guy who thought he was a big shot and he wasn't. Wow. Nobody knew who he was. Wow. Yeah. I feel like it, that works, that wouldn't work in the Christian world. Like it would have the this opposite was a, this effect. This was a Christian artist. Yeah. That, yeah. And that's the why it had the yeah. opposite effect. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Because yeah. I'm thinking like, yeah, if I was a mainstream artist, I'd probably tell someone, actually act as if you were the biggest thing ever. That might actually work for you. Maybe. Maybe, yeah, exactly. yeah. I don't know, but that might work for you. But in a Christian world, the opposite is true. You know, it's always about you know serving others. Our music is there to not just be cool and make us look good, though. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, it's not there. True, you look great. Yeah, you look great. Thank you very much. That's thank what you're you. getting at. We know. Exactly. Okay. But it's really that you want to serve people. You want to serve them. You want to you know shoot them a life raft. You, you hope that these songs. Can not just support them, but maybe bring them closer to God, bring them closer to hope and to love. It's always about serving people. And so when people are acting like they're the biggest thing since Drew Brown, then they have a problem. Now, talking <laughs> talking about the biggest guy, 
talking about the biggest guy since Drew Brown. Drew, you and I are chatting here. You're wearing yeah. your black leather jacket. Yeah, I'm, and I, I, I'm chilly. I'm cool. Are you? Are you? Is that what it is? Or are you just trying to be cool? No, I just forgot to take it off. Oh, I forgot to take. Because I'm hearing the. I, I'm hearing <laughs> the once in a while. The, yeah. yeah, the screeching yeah, sound of yeah. the leather. You know, rubbing yeah, yeah. the leather and yeah, stuff. You like, they like, yeah, let's do. You like that, people? You like that? Yeah, you do. <laughs> Only yeah, Drew. I forgot to take it off. Yeah. Okay. Well. Too late now. Yeah, We're yeah. done. Like, well, this is it. Yeah, That's yeah, right. Yeah. Hey, listen, thank you so much for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast for new episodes every Monday and leave us a rating and a review. Help us reach more people. <laughs> we'll, hold on. <laughs> and we'll see you. Come on. Come on. And if you do the social media thing, if you're all about the Twitter and the Facebook like we are, you can hit us up at Between Grooves. We'd love to connect with you, talk with you, chat it up, and maybe shoot some ideas for future episodes and maybe help me to not laugh in the middle of my talking. So unprofessional. I feel like uh, Jimmy Fallon. I can't keep a straight face. (laughs) Hey, thanks for listening. Catch you next time on Between the Grooves, a podcast from faithstrongtoday.com. Between the Grooves.